What is going on, squad? My name is Brian Mark. I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business without spending any money on ads, a website, or a funnel. I built my fitness business to over $50,000 a month over the course of four years. And in the last two and a half years, I've worked with over a thousand online coaches and a hundred of them have hit $10,000 a month. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What is going on, my fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Labs Make Money Online Trainer Podcast. This is the number one show for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. In today's episode, I'm joined by a dude who's coming at us all the way from Australia and a guy that's just been absolutely crushing some record-breaking numbers. We're talking about $70,000 in uh, cash collected in the month of August. I'm absolutely thrilled to announce this dude on the podcast, Mr. Andrew Chow. Andrew, what's going on, bro? Thank you so much for having me. Brian, I would just talking before we went on live and I'm wondering when he was going to ask me to, to join. I feel like I have a lot of value to provide. So to take for me, I didn't think any of this stuff was possible or realistic. Not that I thought it was a scam, but just it was unrealistic numbers. It was just hard to fathom until I actually went along the journey. And for the last year, I've just been taken for the ride of my life. And yeah, I'm super excited to share value with you guys. Dude, I'm pumped. So just for a little bit of context, for those people that don't know, Andrew Chow has been working with me for, I believe, it's been since the start of January, I believe is when you enrolled. So it's it been, November. oh, it's November? Yeah. Okay. So November is when we first joined. So we've almost been working together for a year, which is super cool. And you started in the 10K Coaching Academy, which is the coaching program for online fitness coaches that is like the base level. So for those of you guys that have been following my social medias that have been watching all my testimonials, like the 10K Coaching Academy is where everyone starts. And then Andrew Chow since graduated and joined the 10K Mastermind. But before we get into that, I actually want to go way back, Andrew, for you. And I want to go back in terms of like, let's talk a little bit about your story. So where were you born and raised and like, where are you from? Like, let's, let's go there. Born and raised here in uh, Melbourne, Australia. And when, when I was younger, this is only something I realized when I was, I'm 28 right now. I only realized this when I was 22, but I had undiagnosed ADHD. So in every year level, since I was grade prep preschool, I've always been very disruptive and mm. the way I behaved, I was made to feel inadequate based on, you know, I was super hyperactive. I wasn't able to concentrate. I would, you know, just always disobey orders. And I didn't understand why the way I was. And over time, I think I'd kind of just developed a bit of a, a complex that I wanted to be better than other, not just be as good as other people. I wanted to try to be better than other people. So I always felt like I had a more or less like a learning disability growing up. And I, I try to make do with what I had. And when I was younger, I, I never thought I'd be a PT, but I think my dad had played a really big influence on me. He's He was always quite buff. He'd always show me his biceps when when I was a kid, <laughs> showed me how he, how, how he can move. So and I was always growing up watching movies with him like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, all, all those guys so i've always had a really uh, an influence growing up and yeah so for me i after i graduated year 12 i actually did civil engineering for three years and i'm like nah, i'm not going to do civil engineering and uh, you know a lot of people in my shoes would have just continued their degree because they're scared to waste those three years but i'll yeah. scared to wait the next 50 so i'm mm -hmm. thinking like i'm just going to call it here otherwise i'm just going to waste the rest of my life because if i graduate civil engineering there's a 99 chance i'm going to get a job in civil engineering there's no reason why i'd start a new career after i graduated so i called it there after a couple of years i eventually what, what, i want to pause there what was it that yeah. made you like switch because i feel like there's a lot of people that are listening to this right now that are like you know they might be interested in online fitness coaching or personal training or whatever but they're they feel like compelled to stay in school or stick at their other job and it might be like social pressure like maybe
maybe it's coming from their friends or it might be pressure from, you know, family members saying that like, you got to stay in school. So like, what was it for you that you were like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I just woke up to be honest. I feel like, you know, here in Australia, your society tells you that you need to pick your career at the age of 18. You are Mm. not old enough to decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life at the age of 18. And I think it's really unfair that a lot of people have to choose that path. You know, you're, you're told by society that, you know, you study, go to university, graduate, get a job, buy a house. But like, we live in a the wild west right now. Like those rules don't apply anymore. There are mm. teenagers that can become millionaires by just playing games. And in my mind, when I was um, you know going to study civil engineering, I couldn't even wake up out of bed just go to study. I couldn't yeah. even stay awake in my, in my lectures. I'm thinking like, if it's this hard for me now, imagine what it's going to be like for the next 50 years. I have to wake up and do the exact same thing every oh, day. That oh, for me scared yeah. the shit out of me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I, it was just. Uh, I'm thinking like so so difficult now. Just yeah. imagine five ten years time. This is why I feel like people are going to develop midlife crises because they mm. don't get to live the life that they want and then they're living the life of other people have set for them. Yeah. Their parents, friends, whatever it is. And the way I see it is I wasn't happy with myself despite, yeah. you know, I, I was I was smart at like maths and physics. So civil engineering just made sense. But even though it seemed ideal on paper in terms of real life application to me, it's not something that I could see myself doing for the rest of my life. And I, like I said, I'd rather waste the last three years. I wouldn't even consider it a waste because it's just a lesson learned rather than yeah. wasting the next 50 years if that makes sense dude no i get it i feel like there's like there's so many people that attach it's like so many people think that they're gonna lose time so let's say like like you're heading on and this is the same thing for toxic relationships or like toxic friendships you're like in a group of friends that you like know aren't providing you like the value that you need to grow as a person anymore but you've been friends with them for so long so it's almost like you feel like you can't cut them off because then you will have wasted that like last three years of developing a relationship but like in reality what you're saying is that like by choosing to stay in this career path or choosing to keep these people around or choosing to stay in this relationship that you know is bad for you, you're actually like wasting more future time and more future time is more valuable than like what has already passed. Cause like, you're not going to get that time back anyways. So you spent the time going to fucking civil engineering school. And then at some point you realize that it wasn't actually what you wanted to do. Like you needed to do something different and you were willing to make a shift. Now, when you like, I'm curious, like, were you always like, did you always know that you wanted to pursue personal training? Like, what was it that you're in school for civil engineering? Like, what was it that started calling you towards fitness? And was it online or was it in person right away? So I've always been into into fitness since 2009. That's when I first started training. And, you know, back then I was influenced by guys like Steve Cook, Ziz, you know, everyone wants to know oh, yeah. that. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, Same, bro. So, but I'd always go like in and out of fitness and I didn't have the right knowledge. So because I didn't have the right knowledge, it was very hard for me to stay consistent. I'll go from like one diet fad to another. I'll train for like three to six months and quit for like three to six months and then you know there came to a time where i didn't train for like three years so personal training for me was never in my books i'll tell you that right now because mm. i had a few friends that were doing personal training and you know the money wasn't that great you had to have pay fees to the gym people were just talking about how they did like 12 to 16 hours a day i'm like that's not me yeah. i'm lazy by nature so i want you guys to know <laughs> i'm lazy by nature i want to get maximum value for the effort that i'm putting in and i felt like being a personal trainer in person especially was not gonna uh, give me the results that i wanted and how i got into it this time was i felt like or in my life i've always been the kid with potential okay mm. i was good but never great i'd mm. always have a really good head start and i'd always fall off track similar to civil engineering similar to everything else in my life yeah. i realized that when i was a bum i was literally at home smoking weed for like a year just playing games you know even my friends didn't want to be friends with me anymore i didn't feel like it was a problem because I, deep down i just knew that my life would change one day but the same story was playing every single day you know i was waking up smoking weed playing games 
games, going to the gym and nothing ever changed from that. And then I spent a lot of time reflecting during that period to really think about what I wanted to do. Because when I told my parents I wasn't going to do civil anymore, the next thing I did was going to be the thing that actually stuck because at that point I was 22. I don't have another chance. If I spend the next three years studying something I don't enjoy and I'll graduate by the time I'm 25, 26, I'm 25, mid 20s with no experience, just holding on to a degree, competing against other people who are more motivated, more educated, more driven. I'm washed out. So I'm thinking like right now might be a waste of time, but I'm going to figure out exactly what I wanted. I thought at that time was finance, but for me, the missing ingredient for me and everything in my life was discipline and routine. Mm. Okay. Mm. You know, the difference between someone who is shredded or has that dream physique is just a length of time. And how yeah. do you get to that length of time, uh, whether it be one year, two years, three years, five years, or 10 years, if you don't have that consistency? Yeah. Most people, they ride the wave of momentum and then they end up falling off track. Yeah. And that's why they don't get the results they want. It's not because they can't, it's because they don't have the willpower or discipline needed to continue. So that for me was my missing ingredient. So I needed to train that. And so I started focusing on my fitness just to see where I could go with it. And mm-hmm. this is the first time I did a proper diet probably in 2015 16 mm-hmm. yeah last for like six months but when i got my fitness on track i started to question myself like all right i want more out of life i'm sick yeah. of being a bum right now i need to you know i need to start finding a job so i started working retail mm-hmm. for me retail was a really humbling experience because because of what i said i grew up with adhd i developed the complex of wanting to be other people i also developed a sense of arrogance and mm-hmm. so when i was working retail i felt like i was better than this i was worth more than this job but it didn't matter what i thought what people saw or was someone that was lazy. I've gotten fired from so many of my jobs from um, showing up late, poor work ethic. Uh, when I'm working there, my heart and soul is not really there. I'm just there to count the hours, count the money. And so when I started working retail, that really, it, it really grounded me. It taught me that it didn't matter what I thought. I needed to put in the work. And if I thought that I was worth more, I needed to prove it to myself and I needed to prove it to other people. Mm. So I went from retail, I eventually went to finance, which is the field that I wanted to be in. Within four years, I $100,000 salary. I thought at that point in time, so this was probably start of last year, I thought that was my definition of success, getting a six-figure salary. Like, you know, people spend years, even with qualifications, trying to reach this point. And yeah. I finally got there myself, no qualification. I started to question myself thinking, if this is what I can do under a corporate umbrella, imagine what I can do working for myself. So I didn't know what I wanted at that time. Hmm. All I knew was I was a project manager. I enjoyed fitness because fitness has been a very integral part of my life, being able to change my life. And I enjoyed filming video. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to combine those two. I'm going to combine making videos with fitness. So I started making YouTube videos. I did it because I loved it. I didn't yeah. do it At this money. point, you didn't have an online coaching business. You weren't making any money. You were yeah. just doing videos because it was fun. Yeah. I just wanted to share value. I just wanted to help people. I felt like I had information. And then leading up to this point, I would always have drunk DNM conversations with people trying to help change their life because I'm thinking I've been a bum and now I'm I've reached success. I want people to feel the same way. So you would talk to people about how to change their life, like all your yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that too. How many of you guys have done that? Like how many? If if you're tuning in as a personal trainer right now, how many of you guys? I dude, that's fucking weird because I used to do that all the time. Like I used to get like super drunk and then I'd like go Tony Robbins on people. Like you can fucking do it. Yeah, I'm like I'm thinking like why are you living this life? Like why why are you doing the things that you do? I'm telling you like it doesn't have to be like this. I used to. I used to party two, three times a week and I went for like a very long time. So I know why people live that life. And then when I realized I don't have to live that life anymore, I'm thinking like, I want people to feel the same way I feel. I know the people who go out, they go clubbing every single week. They're empty and they're sad on the inside. Dude, and it's a distraction. It's like there's something that's missing in their life. And so going out and partying on the weekend gives them like a sense of like connection. It gives them a sense of happiness. It gives them a sense of like, like they've got friends that care, but it's like your friends only care when you're getting fucked up. 
I'm, I'm, and I'm telling you this, like for me, I've never had a lot of friends growing up. So, you know, feeling accepted was something that I always wanted. And I felt like going into like the clubbing scene, everyone feels accepted because everyone loves each other because they're drunk. But realistically, that scene is very toxic. It's all about flaunting, flexing, showing what you have, and yeah. everyone just talks shit about each other. So it's a very toxic environment that I didn't really like being a part of. So I, I know why I felt that way. But I think deep down, I always had an urge to want to help people, right? Not, not necessarily trying to change people. I'm just trying to like, I want to empower people would give them freedom and choice yeah. so that yeah. they can make that choice so they don't they don't have to think that their life right now is the standard because when you're in that world of like the clubbing world you work five days a week just to go out and party that becomes the normal and all the people that you know do the same thing so you feel like that's what you're supposed to do as well and i'm just trying to tell people like it doesn't have to be like that you can think about these you know you can have these goals in your life these goals and visions and dreams that you've disappointed yourself so many times to a point where you say ah that's just a pipe dream must be nice i'm saying it's fucking possible because yeah. all I did was just work for it. And now my life is completely flipped upside down. So, so it's like, it's almost like for me, I'm just going to cut you off here. For me, it sounds to me like you have like, there's like a bigger sense of purpose to like your business. And like, it doesn't even sound like it's about fitness for you. It sounds to me like it's more about something deeper because I actually, at the PT Domination All Access event, one of the speeches that I gave was, I feel like people condition themselves to not want things because in the past when they've gone, and for me, it's like, when I was younger, I wanted to play foot, like pro football. Like it was like my dream when I was in high school. I was like, I'm going to be a pro football player. And then I got injured and I didn't know how to handle the adversity. And so I remember like being 17, 18, getting this injury and being like, oh, well, fuck. Like, like I'm like injured now. I'm not going to be able to go after my dream. And that was so painful for so long that I like almost conditioned my mind not to want anything because I trained my brain that like whenever I want something, I don't actually get it. And so I like, yeah. I've already disappointed myself once and I didn't want to like put my heart on line and go after something that I really wanted again, only to be disappointed. So I just like conditioned myself not to want things. And I would just go to the bar and I would party and I would drink. And I told myself that I was like good. And I told myself that I was fine, but like then the party would stop and then I'd be sitting with myself and then the feelings would come back. And then I'd be like, Oh, I don't like this. And it was like a subconscious way for me to like escape was to go out yeah. the same pattern over and over again. Yeah. That was exactly me as well. I was, I felt like you would go out to party to help speed up time. You want time to go by faster, whether it be you're working a nine to five job, you're trying to grind by, and you just want the weekend to you want time to to just go by faster because you don't really enjoy life yeah. i didn't enjoy my job the weekend i had nothing else to do and that's the only thing i could think about it came to a point where i was drinking alcohol like five times a week and yeah. you know i think in my mind when you think of someone who is addicted to alcohol you think they're like you know wearing a wife beater just drinking alcohol like throughout the whole day but i'm thinking like in modern society i i would i'm pretty sure i had like some alcohol addiction i just didn't want to admit it yeah i did have a reliance and for me that was the only thing i was looking for to and mm. because I disappointed myself so many times in my life with everything that I did I stopped dreaming I stopped mm. I stopped having this ambition and you know going out to party was was the easy was the easy thing to do but um yeah when I got out of that life I had a, a drunk DM conversation with my first client Josh he didn't know he was going to be my client he was very he was oversized he was 112 kilos so 250 pounds mm -hmm. and I started talking to him and I, I got into his mind I didn't insult him in saying that he needed to lose weight or anything I asked him what his real goals were and I said like tell me the truth what it was your real goal when you started training it was a powerlifter at the time and i kind of just knew why he got into powerlifting of course these are just my assumptions and i validated that by by speaking to him and i thought to myself like he's grown up overweight I know what it felt like when I was overweight and for him to be threefold that overweight, it's going to hurt him. It's going to mm -hmm. hurt him the way he, you know, what, what he experienced in high school growing up and he maybe he developed like a defensive mechanism, which was powerlifting. So it didn't matter that other people thought a certain way of him. If he felt that he was 
strong in himself. That was his armor. So that's what I started talking about. Then he started opening up and he's like, yeah, this is what my goal is. My goal is to look like Ziz. I'm like, let's do that then. Why are we going down this path? Is it because it's easier or are you too scared to actually say that you want to look like Ziz? He's like, yeah, I want to look like Ziz. So I said to him, well, I think I might want to do coaching. I want to help you get there, right? As long as you stay committed to yourself, I'm going to help you get there. Josh became my client number one and he was on my my YouTube series. I filmed him what he was at the start. Now he's he's like 190 pounds right now. So he's down like 60 pounds, something ridiculous. Crazy. He wants to be an online coach in the future because he's seen what online coaching has done to change my life. But for me, I never thought of coaching as something that I could monetize. I wanted to do it because I love it. I mm. wanted to do it because I genuinely want to see myself make an impact on other people. And because I've been made to feel inadequate for my whole entire life, I want to feel important. And as humans, we have this innate desire to want to feel significant. And I feel like when I help someone, I feel significant. Mm. And I know that if I would have died tomorrow, my life has meaning. And I know that mm. it's worth something. So I feel like coaching for me was something deep rooted within me that I was always like destined to do. I just didn't really know it. And yeah, so I, I started doing a YouTube video for like four to six months and then I saw you on Instagram. That's how, uh, that's how everything started. Cool. I fucking love it. So, okay. So at this point, when you found me on Instagram, so like how many of you guys feel like you have a deeper calling for coaching? If you're fucking, you're listening to this right now and you feel like you've got this like calling for coaching, like you like felt like you feel like there's like something like bigger calling you and it might not be money, it might not be finances, but you actually feel like you've got something like deep internally that's like really calling you to for coaching like let me fucking know because i feel the same way i remember talking to cole about this and i'm like dude like even if pt domination like you know armageddon comes pt domination loses all of its clients and i have to start from scratch like i'll be i'll end up being a coach in some sort of way shape or form on some level like i just feel like there's like a deep calling inside of me that like loves to fucking just like help people and impact and change people's lives because i know that every single person that I touch and that I impact has the ability to go out and impact like hundreds and hundreds of other lives. And guys, this is like super true for fitness. And like fitness is actually the reason why I'm doing it because like every trainer that I work with gets to go out and impact people's on a deep physical level. And like when you seriously change somebody's like their perception of themselves or confidence, the way they view themselves, you change their life forever. And everybody's life that they come in contact with feels the like elevation of that person's like mentality, mindset, et cetera. So I fucking love that. So when you reached out to me for coaching, Andrew, where was your online business at? Like, did you have any clients where you, you, did you just have that one that you were working with? Like talk to me a little bit about like where your online business was at and also like, were you working another job? at the time? Yeah, I was working a day job and I was a project manager and my online business was abysmal. It, was, it wasn't, didn't exist. I was just coaching. I initially coached five people free. Three people kind of fell off track because we were under lockdown. So only two people actually stuck. And so I didn't have efficient systems. I was actually going to think, I was thinking like when I was coaching, I want to have this elaborate email system and all these templates and stuff like that. But I'm thinking like, that's not how I'm going to be able to coach like 50 people. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw your story, it was dear me book or whatever it is book that my clients use to make $10,000 a month on Instagram stories. I'm like, well, free book. I've got nothing to lose. Let's humor the idea for a second. So I got the book. I read it. I'm like, this is great value. And you asked me if I listen to your podcast. I'm like, no, I'll go for, I go for walks every day during my diet. So I'm like, sweet, I'm going to go listen to it. And as I started listening to it over a period of a week, I, I really warmed up to the idea of online coaching. Before that, I think deep down, I wanted to do coaching, but I was too scared to actually say that I wanted to do coaching. Mm. I didn't know how much money I could 
make from it because I had a hundred thousand dollar project management salary. I had pretty good, you know, potential continue there, and I didn't realize how much you can actually make from it. As I started to listen to more stories, I started to become more familiar with the whole process. It started to that the seeds started to grow, and in my mind, that's all that I could actually think about. And I finally pulled the trigger about like after one week. And what made me pull the trigger was like all the testimonials from other people. I knew that you weren't, I weren't a scam. And when I was listening to your podcast, what I got from that was the way that you spoke. And it's mm. very similar to the way that I speak. You speak mm. with passion and you speak with heart and you believe what you say. Mm. While I think when I listen to some other people, you can tell some people might not believe 100% what they say. Yeah. And that's when it feels like a scam because it doesn't feel like they know deep down within or they can apply it. But mm. when I listen to you, I believe it, right? Mm. And I have sales background. So I'm thinking like, all right, if I'm getting roped in right now and I'd had the sales background, maybe there's something to this. Maybe this guy has something. So I felt the investment was very small compared to the potential that I could make. So I'm like, you know what? I've got nothing to lose. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. Dude, I'm just going to go in on it. Like guys, the investment's $400 a month to start the academy. It's fucking bananas. In the first four weeks of the program, tell me what you fucking did with that challenge. So first four weeks, those first two weeks, I didn't start the business. I was just learning. I was following the course. Like first week, you need to do this, upgrade your buyer. Second week, did this. I actually was patient with it. I didn't want to rush into everything because that's what you told me to do. So I'm like super patient. The two weeks- One step like, at a time. Yeah. One step I ran the 14 day challenge. So the 14 day challenge, this blew my mind. Within like three days, I made like 8,000. Okay, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause. Within three days of running his first 14 day, I remember he paid me four hundred dollars to join the program. Within three days of running the 14 day challenge, like we laid out, you made eight thousand dollars. Yeah, and this is while I was working as well. I was working and like because we'll work from home, no one knew what I, what I was doing. I'm like, if I'm ever gonna have a chance of leaving the nine to five, this is it. So yeah. I just managed like my calendar, and then my girlfriend was um she was a hairdresser at the time. She would come home and I'll tell her like, babe, we just made this much, and it's it's crazy to think I'd have to wait a whole <laughs> month just to see like four digits in my bank account and now I'm seeing it like almost on a daily and then after like after the two I actually made 10,000 in my first month I didn't know I calculated wrong I thought it was like just 9,500 but afterwards I calculated it was actually 10,000 my first month and at that point two weeks or three weeks into the program I'm thinking like, I need to quit my job I need a job and how I saw it was people are trusting me right now I've just come onto the scene they know that I had a day job and suddenly I'm becoming an online coach and they're trusting me with their money and as a project manager my workload is going to be very quiet in December but I know in January it's going to peak and I never wanted to be in a position where I disappoint the people that actually trusted it and believed in me. Oh, I want to fuck it. Can you say that again? I never want to be in a position where I disappoint the people who actually believed in me. Guys, and that's, I want to pause there because that's fucking it. I never want to be in a place where I disappoint the people that trust me. Yo, and that's, that's right there why you need to go all in your coaching business. Like fuck doing it for the money. It's like, you've got people that are paying you money. Like they're trusting you with their health and like, that's why you need to go all in. I fucking love that. And you know, my 
first clients, they're going to be my bread and butter for the rest of the business. If yep. I mess up on the first few clients, you lose hype and momentum. Hype and momentum is so incredibly important. Another nugget. Right? So when I did my 14-day challenge, it was actually day one that we ended lockdown in Melbourne. And there was crazy hype. People who haven't been able to go to the gym for six months, they're finally ready to make a change. So I capitalized on that time. And then that propelled me into momentum. In December, I made 15000 And December <laughs> was a four-week notice. So when you quit your job, you need to do four weeks notice. Yeah. And every single day in December, I was thinking like, this is the freaking right choice. I was so happy. But leading up to it was, it was quite a difficult decision. Yeah. Uh, I, I was worried about what my parents would think. But in yeah. my mind, like none of that actually mattered. I've been rock bottom before having no job. So the idea of quitting my job doesn't didn't actually scare me. Yeah. It was just what would people think? But then that's when I knew that these are all my limiting beliefs and my mental barriers, things that I project to myself. And at the end of the day, I can't try to make other people happy. So I'm not even going to try. I can, yeah. I can only make myself happy. And when people see that you're happy, genuinely deep down within, they become naturally attracted to you. Well, I mean, it's intoxicating seeing someone who emanates this aura that is actually 100% happy with themselves. Being happy with yourself doesn't mean that you're content and you're not going to continue to push forward. It's like you're happy where you are, but you're happy that you're also going to be somewhere else tomorrow. And that yeah. was my focus. I, I didn't try to go out and try to attract clients. I just try to focus on myself. Boom. I'm, I'm going to pause again. Guys, I didn't try to go out and attract clients. I just focused on myself. Keep going. Yeah. And so December was like a huge month and I was super excited to start 2021 with no day job. And that then again, I knew by New Year's, there were people that wouldn't have warmed up to me yet because I started in November, mid-November. It's taken them six weeks. Everyone's signing. There's heaps of momentum. I'm trying to show that on my story, show all this hype, show that I quit my job. I think the idea of quitting my job actually made my business go up as well. Yeah. My yeah. clients knew that I was all in. Yeah. People who were watching me in my stories knew that I was all in. Yeah. And I, yeah, I said to them, like, my, these clients took a leap of faith with me. It only makes sense I took a leap of faith with them. When mm. they see that it's a symbiotic relationship between coach and client, they want to be a part of that. I don't see myself as someone better than others. And I'm trying to teach them. We're all on our journey. I just happen to be a little bit further along my journey than others. I want to be a leader, not a boss. And so by January, when I quit my job, that's when I could dedicate 100% into my business. And I think I yeah. made 21,000 in January. So in three months, first month was 10,000, second month was 15, third month was 31 because I ran the 14 day challenge again in New Year's, New Year's Day, four days after New Year's, so the 4th of January, yeah. capitalized on momentum again. And by January, I had 50 clients. Okay, that's so I'm going to pause you for a second because yeah. there's a bunch of people that are listening right now inside of the 10K Coaching Academy that are like, what in the fuck? Like this guy must've had like 10,000 followers or like he must be doing something <laughs> fucking different. Like he must be like, you know, there's no way, there's no fucking way, right? Like I'm in the same course. Like why am I like, why does he have the access to the information that I have the access to, but I haven't gotten the same results that I have. So what would you say are one or two things that are that you do differently with the same access to the information that all of the Tinky Academy students have? The information's right there. What do you think is like the one or two things that allows you to absorb and implement as fast and effectively as you do? I love that question because I think a lot of other coaches see themselves just as a teacher. I see myself as a student. Pause. Say that again. A lot of other coaches see themselves as a teacher. I see myself as a student. Boom. I, I empty my cup completely. I always know that there's someone out there better than me and I want to learn. I want to acknowledge. Pause. I want to stop there again. Can you say that again? By the way, guys, Andrew has fucking 1,900 followers. So for those of you guys that think he has a big following, he has 1,900 followers. Can you say that one more time just so it hits? A lot of other coaches, they see themselves as a teacher. I see myself as a student. I empty my cup. I empty any preconceptions I have. There's someone out there that's always going to be better. And when you, in your mind, step into the seat of a teacher, you stop being a student, which means you stop accepting feedback, which means you stop growing. Boom. 
boom, boom. And in terms of the content I write as well, I don't just write about how I was vulnerable back then. I write about how I'm vulnerable now. And I think, you know, when we write how we're vulnerable back then and how we've been able to make a change and improvement now, it starts to inspire people, but I also show them what my current struggles are. I actually, uh, recently on one of my lives, I actually told them um, about the feedback I got from my coaches, how when I deliver feedback, I'm a little bit short. I, I gave that feedback to myself on live and just to share like I'm on my journey. And this is the feedback that I got. I don't feel disheartened about it. It's part of the learning process. And when you can acknowledge what your flaws are, that's how you're actually going to grow. So don't try to put on this front like you're perfect and you're amazing. You have it all together. People don't relate to perfection. They relate to adversity. As humans, we bond through adversity. Stop there. Okay. So there's so many nuggets. I think, I feel like you guys are going to need to like stop and listen to this like twice. But one of the things I really love is like, I talked about this at the event too. So I had 50 students at my house we're having like people that are like crying having breakthroughs just crazy shit and one of the things i said at the house is like don't fucking front because if you front that you're better than you actually are then you won't get the feedback that you need based on where you are it's kind of like here's an example you guys let's say a client joins your fitness program and they're 275 pounds and they fucking lie to you they join your program they're like oh, i'm 235 it's like and so you to program them you know training nutrition blah 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 based on them being 235 like they don't have the right programming because they didn't give you the right weight and because they didn't give you the right way. They're going to have to lie to you the whole time rather than if you're just straight up and honest and upfront about your flaws and your weaknesses, it's like there's nothing to hide. And then you can actually go from where you're at. But so many people, Andrew, have this ego and this mm-hmm. ego says like, oh, I'm yeah. fucking, you know, I'm 36 years old. I've been a trainer for 10 years. Like I already know all this shit or worse. Here's worse. I've been an online. So like somebody joins the academy. I've been an online trainer for three years and I'm more advanced than the basics that are in this academy. And I don't need to fucking study the fundamentals that are here. But it's like, as soon as you do that, you're fronting and you lose the ability to learn. Yeah. And ego was something I had, by the way. So growing up, I always had the ego because I developed that complex. But being an online coach over the last couple months, not even like last year, the last couple months, going on lives every single day has actually allowed me to break free from that ego. And I can actually speak because I I used to think like in you have to flaunt and flex and be all this but the internet and social media taught me that i could be myself it taught me cool. that i can trust my subconscious i can just speak straight whatever's on my mind i don't have to try to filter it i don't have to try to think i don't have to try to lie my yeah. clients still love me they love me because of my challenges they love me because i'm on my journey yeah. and i actually went through so many breakthroughs just going on live i don't plan my lives i just have a topic that i want to talk about i jump on there i talk about it and then you know i think a lot of you guys can relate to this you have a thought at the back of your mind and you want to speak it, but then you, you're embarrassed or you start to worry. Your conscious mind starts to think about, okay, what, what happens if I get judged for this? Yeah. I learned to let go completely of that filter and I just yeah. let it go straight out. And that is like a weight off your shoulders, being able to speak truly and freely from within because you don't, you got to get rid of that ego. I stopped caring about what people think because I've already hit rock bottom. I'm no longer scared of their opinions. Like, what are they going to say? Like, can't believe this guy's trying. Like, where are they? Any negative comments that you get, no successful person's ever going to bring you down. I want you to- Yeah, straight that. up. Because they, they- only hate up they don't hate down exactly and like they would whether it comes from good or a bad place they would try to bring you down to bring you you down to their level to justify where they are right so when i quit my day job i knew that there was going to be noise i never heard it but i just knew there was going to be noise and i always wrote content to those people when i quit my day job i knew there was going to be noise i never heard it but i knew there was going to be noise continue and i'll tell you this right now there's nothing no one topic that you can speak of that you're going to get 100 percent of people agree yeah there are people that think that 
earth is flat. Teach their own. But the point is, any topic, doesn't matter how obvious it is, there's always going to be a camp of people that disagree. So there's always going to be a camp of people that disagree with what you do. So you should already know that by default, there's never going to be 100% of people that have your back. Does that make sense? When and if you do hear negative feedback, why does that matter? That shouldn't change anything in the first place because you always knew there was going to be noise. So for me, I just let it like go through. I'm like, whatever. Because at the end of the day, the conversation is going to be different in six months. They can speak and say what they want now because I know the trajectory that I'm going in six months to a year is going to be completely different. So I kept my eye on that vision. So yeah, they might give you noise right now, but you know what? So what? In six months, the conversation is going to be different. And you know what? The people who gave me noise at the start, where the noise now? And at the end of the day, you are the controlling factor of your outcome, not their opinions, not their, not the, the fear mongering. It's you. It's your own capacity to stay committed to yourself. I don't want to be known as the rich guy or a successful guy. I want to be known as a grinder. I want to be yeah. known as a guy that shows up every single day. I'm inspired by, by you, Brian, how you show up on your podcast every single day. You show up every fucking day, bro. Five times and a week. Then, I don't miss. And for me, instead of like trying to chase these financial benchmarks, I'm chasing like, how long can I be consistent for? Just yes. So play a game. Stop. I'm jumping in. Yes. Yes. I fucking, dude, that is fucking it right there. That's the secret. There's so many fucking people that are chasing the results without understanding that you get what you give motherfuckers. And so for me, it's like, obviously my number one goal in life is to fucking be better than Gary Vaynerchuk. I think I've openly spoke about that multiple times and I'm fucking coming Gary, but that is not like, I don't do that as like a goal that I just talk about. And then I just like fucking, I'm just blabbing my mouth. I do that with my actions. I do that by doing five podcasts a week, every single week. I do that by making sure that I'm pumping out two to three TikToks a day. I do that by posting on Instagram twice a day. I do that by being, making sure that I'm on top of every social media platform. I do that by getting on YouTube. So like, I'm so addicted to the process process and I'm so committed mm-hmm. to the process that I yeah. know that if, if I just focus on the process every single day for an extended period of time, automatically that puts me in the top 1% because everybody fucking quits. And yeah. so if everybody quits and all I need to do is stay consistent and I, I just like aim in a fucking direction for an extended period of time, like three years, five years, 10 years, like I know that people, a lot of people don't have the discipline and the wherewithal to last the three to five years. So automatically that puts you in the top one or 2%. And obviously there's going to be some people that don't fucking like that. Like there's going to be some people that don't like that I'm consistent. There's going to be some people that don't like that. I used to be a drug addict and now I'm a million. There's going to be some people, but like, it doesn't fucking matter because if you just block out the noise and you focus on your end in mind and you just become addicted to the process Uh and you just focus on the process, eventually you will get there. Period. Yeah. And so what I learned a lot about myself was going on live every single day, having to produce content every single day. It eventually pushes you to your limits. And we're asking our clients to be consistent with their training, but we can't be consistent going on lives. And when Facts. I try to be super consistent, I have to learn about myself. If you're not doing this five times a fucking week, let this be a wake up call. Andrew Chow has 1,100, 1,900 Instagram followers, goes live five times a week and is making $70,000 a month. And I'm going to fucking drop the mic. Continue. Right. And we need to see our journey as online coaches to be exactly the same clients like going on live is no different to a, like a training session it's an arbitrary objective or task that you need to check off to reach your objective you know, we know that they need to do x training sessions eat x food and do x cardio to to get the to the goals we already know what we need to do to be an online coach but we don't want to do it we let this hat of being a teacher get to our head and then we end up just falling off track or mm. we make excuses for ourselves so when you make excuses for yourself how do you teach your clients to not make excuses for themselves Hypocrisy. you don't And that's why your business is struggling. Yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking like, I need to learn how to overcome 
my complacency, my ability to want to be comfortable, my laziness. If I can overcome that, that's how I teach people how to overcome that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm teaching myself lessons so I can teach. Dude, you know, it's funny. So yesterday we had Chris on the podcast and I don't know how many of you guys tuned into the po- podcast yesterday with Carissa, but I straight up told Chris at the end of the podcast. I'm like, I was like, I would hate to go after you because you killed it. I, dude, I knew this podcast was going to be good, but Andrew Chow is coming with some fucking heat today. If Andrew Chow is coming with some heat today, I want you to drop some fire in the fuck comments or like, let me know if you're like, listen to the podcast, like DM me afterwards and let me fucking know that Andrew brought the heat because this is fucking super, super sick. Okay. So let's talk about progression, bro. So mm-hmm. yeah. you joined the Academy. You're making, it was like $10,000, $15,000, $20,000 a month. What made you decide? You're like, obviously you're making like 20 K right now in the Academy. And you're like, fucking, I'm at that point you're doing good. And a lot of people that are tuning into this right now are also doing good in the Academy. And some of them are thinking about joining the mastermind. So what was it for you, Andrew, that made you decide like the Academy isn't enough. I need the master. So two weeks, I quit my job. One month, I was already thinking about scaling because when I hit that 15,000, I'm thinking like, I can't just take on like 80 clients and be able to handle it. I'm pretty like at a cap right now. So one month in, I'm thinking, I'm already initiating conversations to take on new coaches. I'm scouring like my my city, seeing other people who also may have the same potential. And I initiate conversations with them saying, look, there's a potential that they can be a part of what I'm working on. Here's what I'm currently making. So you were already prospecting for coaches before you even joined the mastermind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I spoke to you about what I was able to achieve, that's when you said to me, mastermind was all about scaling. And for me, I'm like, to be honest, I'm like, I don't care how much it costs. I'm in because I already made back my value on level one. And it doesn't matter what the number is for level two. I am going to have that fear because, you know, when we are making a major life decision, we always have the sense of hesitation. But I'm like, you know what? The sense of money, I don't even care anymore because I wouldn't have made any of the money I made if I didn't join 10K. Let's fucking go. If if level two is going to be anything like level one, I'm like, I don't give a shit about how much it costs. I'm just going to join because I've had no money before. And right now I do have money. And this is like my life's chance of actually going to the next level. I'm going to fucking take it. That's as simple as that. So it's like, of course, there's going to be fear. There's going to be hesitation when making a major life decision. And like, dude, let's, we can talk about the slow progression to getting, you know, to getting up to where we're at right now, which is $70,000 a month. But I, I want to kind of like, I want to kind of fast forward and I want to talk about the month of August specifically and so I want to talk, actually, no, let's go back for a second. The initial investment for the mastermind, talk about the fear, like literally just investing that much, that amount of money, and, and then talk about the results that started to happen inside of your business as a result of being in the community. For me, I wasn't so much uh, scared of the money. It was just, I was scared of myself. Do you know what I mean? And like, mm. I, I, when I achieve all these milestones, I always have that fear next month. It was a scarcity mindset. Am I going to get the same amount of leads next month? Am mm. I going to be able to make the same as I did the previous month? Have I were to invest this? What happens if I don't get you know the same client? So the fear is not within the mastermind or the value. The fear was within me. So mm. I thought to myself, I need to fix that. I need to have the abundance mindset. I can't be thinking, what happens if I don't do this? What happens if I don't do that? That's how society teaches us to think. They, they teach us to think that the negative, to be pessimistic. But I'm thinking like, I just need to fucking work harder. And now that I don't have a job, what other excuse do I have? You know, I just need to be consistent. I just need to work and I just want to see where it goes. So that was something I had to overcome in my mind. Mm. Okay, so now tell me about 70K in August and talk to me about one or two reasons you think you hit 70K. And then I want to know about the experience of actually seeing $70,000 hit your bank account. So there's actually a few things. I, in December, I actually planned the 50K month in June. So I already thought of that. Let's fucking go. Ah. I wasn't kidding because I, I had these conversations to bring on other, other online coaches and I'm like, June is going to be the Pause. month. I Can I cut you up? I, I want to jump in for one second. When you join the mastermind, you know, it's funny. Don Lamb 
pulled me aside and he was like, dude, he's like, there's a lot of people joining the mastermind right now. And he's like, I think Andrew Chow is going to be the first one to hit $100,000. And honestly, I was like, I don't think so. Nothing against you. I'm like, man, I'm like, we got like Patty Lifts. We got Janelle coming in. We got Darren Robinson. I'm like, I'm like I think Andrew Chow is going to be successful. I'm like, I don't know if he's going to be the next one to hit 100K. And when you hit 70K, I fucking like ate my words. And Don Lamb was like, hold yourself, bro fucking told you. Yeah. So I thought of it in June and I, everything I did, I planned it for that big June month. And the reason why it was June, because I wanted to spend a lot of time to actually, like before I take on my coaches, I want to see what their work ethic is like. Right. So I started coaching them for free. I didn't think about what can they do for me? I'm thinking, what can I do for them? If I were to give them the right tools, I want to see how far they can go. And so I, I set these coaches like weekly objectives, monthly objectives, and they're all going out doing it. They're showing me the consistency that finally we went through the conversation. I didn't know how to take on coaches at the white flat and mastermind. And then we had uh, all the contracts and stuff. And then June, June, to be honest, June, we only got 15,000. For three weeks, I didn't land any sales. And that was the toughest three weeks in my life. But you know what? When times get tough, I work harder. It was because prior right. to that- Everybody I- stop. Everybody sit, write that down. When times get tough, I work harder. Yeah. So when times got tough, I worked harder. I didn't do a lot of lead gen and outreach. So that was where I was weak at. So I focused that month more on, on lead gen, more on DM script. And now I'm a killer in the DM scripts. I actually coach all my clients, my, my coaches, how to navigate the DM script, use sales psychology because I actually invested those three weeks to learn. After June, we hit 55,000. And then uh, it was in July and August, we hit 70,000. Holy 000. fuck, bro. So 15K in June. And this is so inspiring on so many levels. So you hit 15K in June. You yeah. realized where your weaknesses was. Again, you're a student, not a teacher. You realized yeah. I'm weak at DM script and lead gen. So you studied DM mm-hmm. script and lead gen. When you say study DM script and lead gen, what did you do specifically? I started to look down. I started to look at the, the DM script, understand and try to figure out why I was actually weak at the DM script. It was because when and I hired, I hired my VA before I had lockdown lead gen, right? I wanted a VA to take a lot of work off my plate so I can focus on other areas of the business. Yeah. And my VA was learning at this, like we were like the blind leading the blind. So yeah, I yeah. didn't understand at the start why I needed to learn lead gen before I taught my VA. I thought like I was give her a checklist of items that she needed to do yeah. and then she just needed to go down and do it. But then there's like sales psychology. So I invested a lot of time learning the DM script, understanding. And it was a lot of the sales psychology that I knew over the phone. I just implemented that over DM script. And because I also migrated from doing over the phone sales to sell by chat and for sell by chat, you need to navigate the DM script properly. Yep. Right? That's where the sale is landing, right? At the start, when you're talking to them, when you're warming up to them, when you're showing that you're an authority, yep. it's yep. a balance between how much do you yep. relate with them, but how much do you actually be your coach and yep. like shoot shoot down their ideas and just be neutral rather than trying to always like chase them, right? Yep. Eli yep. Wild has an analogy, like be a lighthouse rather than a tugboat. I was being a tugboat. I was trying to fight for every single client well, I should just be a lighthouse. Like they should come to me. What you say was we got the cookie. They want the goods. Okay. Mm-hmm. I needed to assume that mentality. So that was a lot for me to learn. It was yeah. a lot of pressure because during June was a month that I was onboarding two coaches. Mm. And I'm telling them, I'm promising them the world. Like I can give them leads. I can help them with this. And I yeah. couldn't get leads myself. So I'm like, fuck, I yeah. need to get my shit together. So that pressure actually made me work harder. Mm-hmm. And then after June, we had that lockdown. And then July was a big month. And then August was a bigger month. So talk to me about landing like 70,000. That's fucked up, right? Like a lot of people listening to this are like, there's no fucking way, right? So $70,000 hitting your account. Talk to me about how that felt. Did it feel real? Does like when you counted up the numbers, were you like, this is like insane? Like, did, like bro, your business went from $20,000 a month to $70,000 a month. And which means like in between you had months that were like 20, 30, 50, 15, 30. Mm-hmm. So it's like in the course of like the last year, you must've made close to like 300 to $500,000 with your business. Yeah. Like talk to me about like how that feels. Like, did 
did you imagine this like being a reality last year? Like, did this like, did this idea, did this idea seem like fucking plausible for you? Like, do you realize how crazy this is? It's pretty crazy. Like that month when the money started coming in at the start, we actually did the four day challenge at the start of the month. We didn't break the record of the last four day challenge. I think we got like just 10,000 from the four day challenge, but doing the four day masterclass did wonders for our business because it actually spread our word out quite wide. And I I don't think for me, when I do the, like the, these challenges, I stop trying to do these challenges to, to earn big income. I do these challenges to provide free value. People mm. that may not be financially qualified now, they could be financially qualified later on. But my sole purpose for this four-day masterclass was to provide value. I have fun on these lives and really show people what it feels like to be part of the community and our clients freaking love it. Like our clients join the four-day masterclass. They hype it up. They post all the transformations. I didn't even need to ask them any of this. They genuinely, my clients genuinely want our business to succeed. And that makes mm-hmm. me fucking emotional knowing that not only do I feel accepted now, but they want to see us grow because that's how yeah. much they love the program. That's how much value they're getting out of it. So when we start, the money started to come through like the second and third week, we started to create a lot more hype, a lot more momentum. Now that they're seeing that Chief Championship, which is my coaching program, has more coaches everyone's promoting it there's so much hype and momentum at the start it was like wow we're, we're making so much this month and then later on it just became a joke to be honest it just became a laugh i'm just looking at my bank account and i'm just like it's thing <laughs> like monthly incomes come in like on the weekly and i'm like what the fuck it's but- so cool I'll tell you guys right now, the money that comes into the account is not going to make you happy. It's a sense of fulfillment knowing that you're making a profound impact on people's lives. Yeah, I feel that, bro. If you are chasing that money and you know deep down that you're not providing the service that you could, it's going to eat away at your soul. And that money that you get, it's not going to make you happy. It's not going to give you a sense of fulfillment. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to cut you there and I'm going to say yes because it's, guys, my on my vision board right now, it says change one person's life today. Like that's like been my intention for the last like three to five years. And I think that because my intention is to genuinely impact somebody's fucking life and like actually like deeply to the point where like I bring Andrew Chow on the podcast and he was making zero money as an online coach and now he's making $70,000. Like your life is never going to be the same, like ever. Even if you stop online coaching, you will never go back from this like mentality and this like reality that you're living in now. And like, because like my intention is to deeply impact people's lives and then I get to sit on the podcast and hear stories from my students about the impact. That's like, that to me is everything. And that is more rewarding than the finances that I have like sure like you like buy a car it feels good like when I bought this house it felt good for like a few days but like that isn't it's nothing in comparison to the like day-to-day fulfillment that you feel from actually like making a significant impact on people's lives you know yeah and then also in in February my girlfriend quit her job to to work with me as an online coach as well so now we honestly live in the dream we still have a long way to go but we love the journey the process right now we have to spend all our time with each other working with each other she's my business partner we have a lot more yeah and then what online coaching has provided us is freedom freedom and choice we're actually launching our apparel by the end of the year so it's not merch but actual proper apparel line and we're going to open up a gym next year as well so yeah i'm gonna think big and that that gives me that freedom it gives me that freedom right now if our trajectory were to continue the coaching itself is going to be enough to support the gym but we're thinking bigger. when you have the gym you can start throwing events for all your students and shit exactly events seminars we have like a strength and conditioning coach he's coached over like 30 people go to nationals and powerlifting in australia he can run his deadlift masterclass squat masterclass whatever and uh, i want to create something new which is a hybrid between in person and online i don't ever want to do one-on-one on on in person i want to do like maybe group in person like group mentality seminars group fitness 
training seminars, and then everything is going to be based primarily online. But I think it's going to add a little bit more spice. And it's another avenue that we can actually monetize from as well. Dude, I fucking love this so much. It's so cool hearing this like this like massive vision just being reflected. This is so cool. Okay, so Andrew, there is a lot of personal trainers that are listening to this right now that are massively inspired. But if you could go back to yourself making $2,000 a month and you could have a conversation with yourself as the new elevated Andrew to give that person the piece of insight that they need to get to the next level, what would it be? Don't focus on the people that you miss. Focus on the very few lives that you're actually impacting and changing. If you go on lives, for example, you know that you should be going on lives and anything that's stopping you is your own personal limiting belief and only one person watches your life, that's still one person that you're actually impacting their life. Don't think about the 99 people that aren't watching. Think about the one person that is. Think about providing that value to them. I'm telling you right now, for you to have big months, you have to care more about your clients than the money. Simple as that. You need to care more about their development and who they become, not what they look like, but who they become for your program to be worth something. That's my my advice to myself. Boom. And is there any other like little golden, little golden nuggets that you'd like to share with with my podcast audience at this point right now? Yearly programs is where it's at. And you know, of course, when you work with clients, you want to work with them longer term. And as coaches, we're always thinking like, how can they provide us value? Like they're going to pay us money for a year. But then we don't ask the question, what can we provide for them for that year? Our clients actually ask to join the year, us bringing it up. They want to be on this journey longer with us. They're not counting down the times and they can't wait for the 16 weeks to be over. They're like, hey, Andrew, I want to sign up for the year. This is not long enough. And they love it. And the only reason they're going to love it is because of the community. And the community, I'm going to tell you this right now, is not just something that you create just to dump your clients. A community, I used to think that my clients would, you know, wake up, they'll go into their phone, they'll attend to their personal notifications, and then they can, like, they might look at the community notifications. But there are people who look forward to waking up and going to the community, posting their accountability shit, going to the group chat, sharing their wins. And people actually look forward to that because it is their safe haven. It's something that they feel like they belong. And that's why they'd want to stay for a longer period period of time. And we're constantly thinking about how do we improve the program, right? As coaches, we actually spend like five to six hours a week, all as coaches to work on projects for the business. So we're doing uh, similar to 10K, the the video units. We're going to do that as well for our community. We're trying to improve all the lives within the community. So we go live three times a week. Now it's all rostered from all the coaches. We have a monthly agenda. Quality is improving. Our interaction engagement is improving. So every little thing that we do, even the whole onboarding experience, we're actually working on improving that as well. Trainerize, have all these videos or some random guy um, doing the exercise we're actually going through the process of actually refilming everything so for your business to grow you don't just think about all the new clients coming in you need to think about the old ones staying otherwise you're going to be a revolving door that doesn't matter how much how hard you work to get new clients coming in old ones are going to leave so that's what my issue was in january so now we focus on both ends of the business getting people to stay so that when we find new clients the new clients are going to be an addition to the team and it's just going to continue to grow otherwise you're going to be spinning your wheels working harder than you ever have earning the same amount that you always have boom 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 all right guys so we're gonna wrap this up andrew chow this was fucking awesome bro thank you so much for coming on the podcast again superseded my expectations absolutely incredible and i just want to like drop this in here you guys so if you're listening to this right now and you're in the 10k coaching academy we want you to know that intake for the 10k mastermind will be opening up next week and we'll be reaching out to the top 20 applications that are currently on our wait list for the mastermind and the benefit of being in the mastermind is not just about me and cole and natasha and don the benefit of the mastermind is that you get to be surrounded by people like andrew people that are hungry people that are ambitious people like carissa people that are hungry people that want to be successful people like patty lifts like we have this like community this environment where everybody's so giving and like and then forthright with 
their value. And Andrew is only one of the high performers in the mastermind. And he is absolutely one of the pack leaders. I believe he's one of the top five earners in the mastermind right now. And there are some high level performers. So Andrew, thank you so much for your time, bro. If somebody's listening to the podcast right now, and they're like interested in learning more about you and where you're at, where would they find you on Instagram? Andrew Chow Fitness and Facebooks is facebook.com Andrew Chow Fitness as well. The one thing I would say is I think that the success of my business right now of our coaching is heavily inspired by the structure of Mastermind and 10K. I think mm. Brian understands what I'm talking about because I'm yeah. thinking like, why do I want to be part of Mastermind for a year? Why do I, why am I thinking, I'm telling you right now, Brian, why am I thinking of rejoining Mastermind next year? Mm. And whatever answer that is for me, I try to implement that into my business so my clients feel the same way. I love that, dude. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. This is the Change Lives Make Money Online Trainer Podcast, the number one show for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow successful online business. If you're a new online coach, you listen to that and you got massively inspired, I challenge you to take action. Go click the link in my bio right now and apply for coaching and let's have a conversation about how me and you can get results like Andrew Chow. All right, Andrew, again, thank you so much, bro. And I'll talk to you guys soon.